0: Good morning. good morning, good morning, everybody, up. and uh, welcome to the uh, program. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, it is um, uh, it, we're going to hit a little of everything, and then we have Peter Schweitzer on about the uh, the impeachment. Bill we, O'Reilly. We have Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. on. We have uh, Ariel Davidson, who's written a great article uh, from the Federalist uh, on Turkey seconds. and Syria. <laughs> If you want a different perspective, then oh, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be abandoning these people. Uh,
1: is, that, is, that, is that how people sound when they say we shouldn't abandon them? Mm-hmm. They sound like they're crying
2: because.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: is it? Are they crying because a lot of people are dying? Is that why they're crying in the middle of that sentence? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I
0: understood it. I, you know what? I, I, I can understand. I'm really torn. I don't sides, like yeah. about. Yeah, I don't like abandoning them. I don't. Yeah, but like, I was railing against getting in bed with these people in the first place. We yeah. shouldn't have been there with them. It's, I think
1: I think you can have both smart people on both sides of yes, this. Yes, you can. Without yes, you one can. side being a whimpering mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that coming up. Stand The
3: fusion.
0: and it's all coming undone We're gonna we're gonna start with the transgendered convention and we're gonna then take you to the NBA in China It's all coming undone we do that in one minute
3: this is the Glenbeck program
0: Well it seems like the feather the weather's finally decided to cool down yesterday here in Texas it was 91 today it's 46. So
2: we had fall, we had fall,
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. fall arrived, uh, about 1130 last night and, uh, we're now into winter here in Texas. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, before you know it, we're going to have, uh, uh, Christmas, um, and we'll be, we'll probably be in 90 degree weather for, uh, Halloween and then it'll go right to Christmas, uh, for Halloween. Christmas season is here. You might want to start thinking about Christmas shopping. Um, if you or your wife or your husband have an office at home and they don't have a great chair, try an X chair. X chair is, is absolutely the next generation of, of chairs. They had the Herman Miller chair, and that was the big thing. Uh, this is a way upgrade from that, and I believe it's a lot cheaper. You might want to check out the X chair. Next generation they have the dynamic variable lumbar support. It is perfect for an office at home or at the office, which is where you would have an office, you know, in the office building. Anyway, uh it's X chair. Think about this for Christmas. You can get it now starting at $29 a month with zero financing for 18 months. They have one chair for Every budget and everybody—it's X Chair now on sale for a hundred dollars off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com 844 dot com. Eight four 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 X Chair, or go to xchairbeck.com right now. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to receive a free set of the new X Wheels with your X Chair. It's xchairbeck.com. All right. I just want to go through some some audio here because this is is, this is crazy what has been going on. Let's first of all, let's start with the impeachment. Here's Mike Pompeo. Uh, He hits back on a uh, PBS host who says there's no proof of Biden wrongdoing.
4: Just finally, you know that there's been no proof of any misdoing on the part of Vice President Biden. (laughs)
0: You all keep repeating that line as if you're working for the DNC.
4: I'm definitely not working for the DNC. I'm an independent journalist. But the European Union, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, the the, uh, International Monetary Fund and other international organizations felt that that prosecutor was corrupt and thought he should be removed. There's no evidence that what Vice President Biden was doing was uh, corrupt in some way.
0: Um, By the way, it's now the prosecutor that they all cheered for. Yeah. They all cheered for Lusenko to come in and replace Shokin. He was the savior. This yeah. is the guy who's gonna. I mean, no, this is the guy you get one point eight million billion dollars if you go ahead and replace Shokin with Lusenko. It's Lusenko who's saying he's dirty, and we need to investigate. It's crazy. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. And, and by the way, on uh, the the U.S. embassy in Ukraine, the U.S. embassy, the ambassador is dirty she was just fired and when you if you just watch look sweetheart i know you're a pbs you've been there since the i think you were there before they even had radio and i appreciate all the hard work that you've done but listen sweetie just watch is that too demeaning it does seem like you're being a tad demeaning yeah Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate Mm -hmm. i certainly certainly would be disappointed if they would take it that way just watch the chalkboard uh, because the evidence is all there. It's all there. Okay. Let me go to, uh, let me go to, let's see. Mm, let's try CNN's uh, Avalon Crudely. I'd love to see any philosophical consistency in
5: Congress rather than yes. pure situational <laughs> ethics. But, ah, but, um,
6: but uh, you know, the, the problem is he didn't need to shout it and be We don't expect it because
5: everyone's sort of knee deep in hypocrisy on this stuff. The problem is it is the Constitution at stake. This isn't a Benghazi type hearing. This is really serious yeah. stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Benghazi, what was the big deal there? A couple people died. You know, no big deal. No big deal. No big deal. No don't big worry deal. about that. Um, I, it's like, it's a fascinating thing. You turn on these, you turn on cable news for one night and what you see
0: is such a bizarre painting of what America supposedly is. So can I tell you something? This is, this is what happened in Germany. There were two newspapers, two main news sources in Germany. Uh, and in the 1920s, they were fine. by the end of the 1920s. You could not tell that you were living in the same country. They would have the same news reports but one would say it happened this way and the other one would say it happened that way and there was nothing that would tell you that it was the same incident Mm. and people chose sides which newspaper do i go where we are yeah and they didn't listen to the other side and they just got hard and fast and that's what led to (gasps) national socialism uh, let me go to uh, the reporter getting cut off by asking the NBA players about China.
1: Incredible,
5: incredible. The lady in the second Thank you. Hi, Christina McFarlane, CNN. Um, the NBA CNN. has always been a league that prides itself on its player and its coaches being able to speak out openly about political and societal affairs. I just wonder, after the events of this week and the fallout we've seen, whether you would both feel differently about speaking out. In that way, in future, um,
3: excuse me, we'll the questions
5: only. it's a legitimate question. This is an event that's happened this week during understand. during the NBA. An I, it, this particular question has not yeah. been answered. James.
1: Good for, uh, that's a very well crafted question. Um, good
0: for CNN. Yeah, good job. They're asking, so are you going to speak out about social justice stuff now? I mean, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Yeah. Because they love doing that. They yeah. love doing
1: that. But when it comes down to the social justice of, of all these people they supposedly care so much about in China, all these fans that they're so worried about, uh, as their entire society
0: is turning into an episode of Black Mirror, they don't yeah. seem to be worried about it at all. Right. So so here's the thing. The, the NBA, Nike, all of that stuff is coming undone. And I want you to listen to this, this real quick because I think the next thing we're going to is the same, just a completely different topic the 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 nba uh was one of the first real cash machines in china they were there very very early in fact it, it china started to fall in love with basketball back in around 1900 the ymca uh missionaries would come over and they would play And you could play it indoors, and it was physical, and it was fast, and they loved it. Uh, And so the Chinese people started to embrace basketball right around the same time that we did, and it was brought over by American missionaries. Then Mao took over. Well, Mao banned everything that was Western, uh, and so people stopped playing basketball. But what he didn't know is a lot of the generals in the communist military were were basketball fans. They loved basketball. And so they would play secret basketball games with the the uh, communist generals. And they were playing basketball all the way through. So when Mao died and, the, and China opened up and Nixon came down, uh, the Chinese generals were all there going, we love basketball. We love basketball. And basketball was brought back into China. And it was brought in by the communists because they loved it so much. What was his name? David Stern. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was the former commissioner. G- commissioner of, uh, and why do I know him? There was some scandal with him, wasn't there?
1: Uh, no, there was not something. Really. There was, yeah. There's no reason for me to know him. You know, and I him, know him because him. um, uh, a, a friend of yours was is, is friends with him. That's how you know him. If oh, okay. you have like a, a, a you know you, you don't know David
0: Stern, but you have a couple a, a, couple, a couple step of, uh, you know connections from okay. him. Yeah. So anyway, um, so David went in the 1980s. Uh, And he went to China and he saw their love for basketball and he said, you know what, why don't you guys play highlight clips? And he actually would mail the highlight clips to China once a week and they would play it on state television after the censors made sure they cut out everything that might be, you know, bad. So they they loved it. It became very popular. and um uh, so then i think about 1990 they started in on live feeds why don't we just give you the basketball games and you can watch them and run them on state tv now this is still in a time when we only had three channels so they're watching now basketball on the communist television network so the chinese loved it this is in the era of of larry bird and michael uh, jordan and that's as deep as I can go. Magic Johnson, can you going to get there? Magic Johnson, okay, there yep. Okay, So, so this is a really popular thing in China. It starts to explode. Michael Jordan plays a really big role because, you know, Michael Jordan could fly Air Jordans, Nike. So now the NBA and Nike are in early on this Chinese market, and it's exploding for them. Nike is making a ton of money way before anybody else. NBA making a ton of money way before anybody else. So they start to, the NBA says, we've got to have our own league there. They start their own league. Uh, It was worth $2 billion. Today it's worth $4 billion. But the clincher is, who's the big Chinese guy from the Rockets? Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Mm -hmm. That's where it really goes Uh, and, and just explodes in China. Now people are watching streaming basketball games from the NBA through the NBA of China on their phones at work every day. They're watching American basketball games that are being played at night here. Okay, So it's gigantic. Nike loves this. The NBA loves this. Both of these have been all into social justice. But both of these companies have been lying to themselves. They've been saying, you know, as long as I avoid the three T's, Taiwan, Tibet, and Tiananmen Square, you don't talk about those things and you're fine. And they have they know what monsters they're in bed with, but they've just been saying, we're just going to avoid those three things. Well, now it's a little more complicated because they have concentration camps that's a C word, not a T word uh, and they're they're taking people's rights away. that's an R word, not a C word in Hong Kong they're also now, as Stu said, black mirroring their their entire population it's not 1982 anymore now is it? This is coming undone because the American people are seeing this and they're like, I I don't like this. I don't like China with, with I don't mind the Chinese people. I like China itself, but I don't like the Chinese Communist government. Look what they're doing. And as they get worse and worse and worse, Nike, and I am so happy to say this, Nike is going to lose in the end. And so will the NBA those companies need to wake up, and they need to answer that question, I can't believe I'm saying this, from that CNN reporter. What are you going to do now? Are you going to still talk about human rights? Are you still going to talk about oppression? Are you still going to talk about social justice Nike with uh, Kaepernick? Are you still going to do that? No. Really? You care about oppression that happened 150 years ago, but you don't care about the oppression that's happening today this is coming undone and i'll tie it to cnn and they're the the, while they speak out of the other side of their mouth in one minute now here's some compelling things to consider every year in america there are two million burglaries over 65 percent of those are home break-ins and it's estimated that there's one burglary every 13 seconds it, in the time it'll take me to tell you about Simply Safe, there will be four of them across the uh, country. In in one of those houses, there's going to be a family just like yours, and it might be yours in the future. And I hope not, but this is why you should invest in Simply Safe. The average time it takes police to respond to most security systems is 45 minutes, but with Simply Safe, they respond in seven minutes. Now, why wouldn't you give yourself that advantage? There's no contract, no hidden fees, no fine print. You want to understand why they respond in seven minutes? Go to simplysafebeck.com. It starts at $15 a month, no contract, no strings. You own the system, and $15 a month gives you that monitoring. You can cancel it anytime, you can start at any anytime. You can say, hey, I just want to do it this month and then next month, and I don't want to do it. It's no big deal. It's a $100 value right now with a free HD security camera when you order your system from Simply Safe. Now, that security camera, that's the reason why they respond in 7 minutes. Get it for free now. And eyes on your home 24-7 with video ev- evidence if someone tries to get in. Get your free security camera, HD security camera, now at SimpliSafeBeck.com. That's simplysafeback.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Okay, so now I, I, I want to go to CNN because what did they have? Transgender Night? on CNN? Transgender Night.
1: Just okay. like at the uh, bar I go to. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, what did you a, say? It's, it's a w- different kind hey, of.
0: Hey, no shame in that. No shame against that. Mm-hmm. Now, so they had everybody together, and they wanted to talk about LGBTQ, TI. Plus. Plus. Two plus supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Quilt bag bag is is the better way to go. Quilt bag is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they they had a night on that. And let me just give you some of the takes. Here is Beto. If you think that Donald Trump is a problem, oh, Donald Trump, he's got so many scandals. Okay, let's look. Let's look for somebody that you think is uh, reasonable. Here's Beto. Take away the tax exemptions. Listen to this.
6: Do you think religious institutions uh, like... Colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage?
0: Yes. Yes. So if your church Un- says that the Bible says that it should be a man and a woman, mm. you lose your tax exemption. Or, I don't know, if the Quran
1: were to say mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that they shouldn't have gay marriage— mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, so what Beto O'Rourke has come out and done and is mm-hmm. said is asked for the elimination of tax exempt
0: status for every mosque in America. Every mosque, every church, every synagogue. Mm. OK, gone, mm. gone tax exemption. It's kind of like, um, hey, if you question Hong Kong, we're going to uh, stop giving you access to our market. It does, it, does it does seem, seem like that, a little it? bit like that. OK, so here's a CNN audience member uh, talking about black black trans women. Here we go.
5: I just want to take a moment before I ask my question to validate the pain of our transgender siblings that demonstrated earlier and that have That's spoken up today, yes! especially black trans women. But let me tell you something, black trans women are
1: being killed in this country and CNN, you have erased black trans women for the last time. Let me tell you something, black trans women are dying, our lives matter. I am an extraordinary black trans woman and I deserve to be here. My black trans here sisters are. that are here, I am tired. I am so tired. I'm just sitting there and it's <laughs> not just my black trans women, Please, it's my black trans brothers too. And I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say i no same. No, i just like like come here. No, no, I just want to ask you something. I'm come here. I'm tell crazy. me. Come
6: here. I want you to talk. What's your name? This is I'm Blossom C. Bryant. Blossom, let me ask. Google me. Blossom.
2: Please Google me. Blossom,
6: Give thank name, you. Man. Let me tell you something. Let me let me no, don't come on the stage. Don't come on the stage. Come can, on can, the may stage. I have the mic. Okay. May I have the mic. Blossom, let me tell okay. you something.
0: Brilliantly. The done reason that Don we're Don here
6: Leonard. is to validate people like you.
0: Okay, that's the reason why CNN was there to validate people like her. They will not validate people in the center of the country who (laughs) have a different opinion on bathrooms or anything else. They will not validate. They will mock. They will call you terrorist. But CNN is there to validate Blossom and people like her. There's going
1: to be a massive security problem with one of these incidents. Oh, yeah. Mark my words on this. They cannot continue to allow people to walk up and take yep. microphones yep. and step right up to the presidential yep. freaking candidates. Yep. There's
0: going to be a disaster that comes from this, and they because they are so woke, they won't stop it. Okay, let me go here. Nine-year-old trans kid with a question.
5: Sia and his mom, Mimi, who is an advocate for transgender youth and active with the Human Rights Campaign. Jacob is an elementary school student from Massachusetts. Likes to play hockey. Jacob. All
3: right, Jacob. Right, um.
5: She's so real. My name is
3: Jacob, and I'm a nine year old no. transgender American. Uh-huh. My question is All
0: right, Yay, yeah, that's on. great. You're nine. You're nine, and you're transgendered.
5: What will you do in your first week as president to make sure that kids like me feel safer in
0: school? Okay, stop. What... Nothing, nothing. As president, She should do nothing. She has nothing to do with our schools. The federal government has nothing to do with our schools. Let's stop that uh, uh, Jimmy Carter lie right in its tracks. She can provide a great example, but she should do nothing with our schools. Those are state-run schools. States, take your power back. Uh, Let me go to um, uh, Warren now supporting... Taxes for prisons. Listen to this. In the
5: 2012 campaign uh, for Senate, you criticized a judge's ruling that granted transition-related surgery yep. to a transgender inmate. You said, I don't think it's a good use of taxpayer dollars. Right. Do you regret that?
4: Yep. No, it was a bad answer. And I, I think it was a bad answer. And I believe that everyone is entitled to, to medical care. And okay. medical
0: care. Stop, last one. Uh, have you found your president yet? I mean, because I think these people are wonderful. Mm. Uh, here's Kamala Harris. Now listen, LA, she introduces herself. Go ahead. Good to see you, see you, Senator.
5: Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you? it. How are you? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There oh, no. she is.
4: Thank you, guys. And my All pronouns right. are she, her, and hers.
0: She, her, and yeah. hers. Mine, too. All right. His, too. Uh, it's a joke. That's a funny joke. What makes that joke funny? Quickly, Stu.
1: Well, it's because uh, it would be ridiculous for him to be a she-her, and he knows it's ridiculous. Well, wait a minute. Hold it just a second. It's
0: uh, ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. The audience doesn't think that's ridiculous for him to be No, they
1: don't. And that's the thing. He
0: had to apologize for that, by the way, because he was mocking transgender. It's all coming undone because it's all based, just like in China, all based in lies. program all right if you've been thinking about buying a, a dna kit now is the perfect time because 23andme is the best dna kit on the market and it got even better by adding new features they've just introduced a new ancestry and trait service it has more than 1500 geographic re- regions and it automatically builds the family tree and free trait reports if you want to get somebody a great Christmas gift. What you need to do right now is order this. Get them to spit in the little thing. You can tell them what it is, but don't give them the results until Christmas. It, this is such a great family thing that if you can get your loved one to to give their spit, just tell them what it's for. It's a DNA test, but then give them the results at Christmas time with the automatic family tree that builds out. It's Remarkable. My family, we did it. We talked about it for weeks afterwards. It's great. Uh, do it now. 23andMe, their ancestry and trait service. 79 bucks limited time only. Go to 23andme.com slash back. That's 23andme.com slash back. So we are all over the full story on Ukraine this week. Go to
1: blaze uh, blazetv.com, use the promo code GB20Off for one of your last days to get 20% off your, your subscription.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, we have uh, Ariel Davidson uh, on with us. She's a staff writer at The Federalist. And she wrote a great article on what Trump is doing with Turkey. Trump gave Turkey a choice on Syria. Cooperate or risk t- catastrophe. And this is what he keeps saying. But she's really laid this out well, and I wanted her on to explain it. Uh, Ariel, welcome to the program.
7: Thanks for having me, Glenn. I'm happy to be here. You bet.
0: So so tell me, just go through this, this story for the audience.
7: Sure. Well, when I initially heard that Trump was pulling troops out of northern Syria, uh, and I saw sort of the media have a collective meltdown, my initial reaction was, there's more to this story than we are hearing. And I think that's why this piece has resonated with people, mm-hmm. because they sort of went through a very similar thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, what happened in Syria, in order to understand what Donald Trump's move are, moves are, you have to understand kind of where why we got to the place we are. And the reason we're in the situation we are in is because back in 2010, uh, when Obama was calling, um, or back in the mid-2010s, when Obama was calling ISIS the JV squad, uh, and he realized that ISIS was a much bigger threat than he anticipated, he had to choose allies in the Middle East in order to combat ISIS. And he chose to align the United States with the YPG, which was basically a group of pro-Assad Syrian Kurdish forces. Uh, now, the issue with that alliance is that those particular groups of Kurds were seen basically as a terrorist organization by the Turks.
0: Yeah, if you remember, and the GOP got involved in this as well. You know, John McCain was seen with these terrorists. And we're like, we're, what are we doing? We're in bed with really bad people.
7: Right, exactly. And so he essentially, Obama chose those people because at the time he was trying to not rock the boat with the Iran deal. So he had to align the United States with pro-Assad Iran cozy people. And that's why he settled on the Syrian Kurds. Now, I don't want to denigrate all the effort and the valiant fighting that the Syrian Kurds have done alongside American troops. Mm -hmm. And that's a really important factor here. But we also have to remember that When we choose our allies, we're not necessarily choosing people that everyone is going to like. And for the Turks, that could not be more true. And so essentially, we posted up these groups of what the Turks would regard as terrorists along the Syrian-Turkish border. This was an unsustainable situation. There was no way that in the long term, um, President Erdogan of Turkey would be okay with this situation. Whatever, regardless of what your feelings are on the Kurds are, that's the perspective that Turkey had. And so that's the situation when Donald Trump entered office, that was the situation that he entered upon. And he essentially gave Turkey two choices. He said, look, we will cooperate with you. We know it's an uncomfortable situation. We can share intelligence with you and maintain the defeat of ISIS. Or if you're that disgruntled, we will just let you be and sort of whatever, wherever the chips may fall, they fall. So if you decide to invade Syria, that's on you. If you wanna face international condemnation, uh, have sanctions slapped on you, that's on you. We're not gonna support that. We'll, we will probably be part of the force that is uh, slapping sanctions on you, but we're giving you these two choices, choose wisely. And Erdogan made his choice. And so that's what we're seeing unfolding right now. You know, This is, Donald Trump has actually been engaging in a, a, a very lengthy uh, diplomatic process to arrive at this unfortunate conclusion. But there were, there were no good options here. Glenn.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Ariel. And I don't like being in bed with them in the first place. What gives me pause on this is uh, when you first hear about it, you're like, wait a minute, these were people that we had said are our partners. Well, yes. uh, But I've, I've come to look at it in the last couple of days in the same way that the Soviet union was our partner against Hitler That didn't mean we like them. It means we needed to defeat Hitler, just like we needed to defeat ISIS. And we got into bed with some really nasty people, Um, but we're not going to stand around. I mean, you know, Truman comes in and he reverses that. As soon as the war is over, the Soviet Union is our enemy. So did we betray them or did we just correctly identify them after the crisis was over?
7: Sure. I mean, I think that's a really apt analogy, but I'm sort of in, I'm in the camp of leaving a minimal amount of troops as sort of a deterrent, boots on the ground. You know, I don't, I think this idea that we can stay there indefinitely and have massive amount of troops there is just not, it's illogical. Well, uh, starting,
0: Ariel, may I take that, may, may I push that back just a bit and see what how you yeah, respond okay. on this? We didn't bring those troops home. They just went over to Iraq. So it's not like it's not like these guys were like, "Hey, job well done, come home." They just went to Iraq, right? Or 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 other places in Syria.
7: Sure, My, my my I'm saying that it's okay to leave a small number of troops in northern Syria in order to act as a deterrent, in order to show also that we don't abandon our allies completely. So this is a this is again the quagmire that we are in is that we've allied ourselves, like you said, with some not-so-great actors, but at the same time, we also send a message in the Middle East that we're not good on our word. And I think there is a happy medium between the two. This is something that Ted Cruz, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, tried to hit upon uh, in one of his tweets a couple days ago where he talked about how balancing um, our international image is also really important, but bringing the troops home is important as well. And so I think, you know, we do need to recognize that when we enter into alliances, for better or for worse, I mean, these people did lose thousands of lives fighting next to us and joining a war that we told the entire international community was necessary to fight for our national security interests.
0: Did so we? Br- it
7: is something that's worth thinking about. But again, um, you know, the, the, what I wanted to highlight in the piece was that the media treating this as a situation where Trump went rogue or lost his mind is just completely untrue. And it just shows, again, how much the media will avoid talking about Obama's foreign policy legacy because they know if they did, it would show how poor it was. Uh, And they're not prepared to do that. They're constantly, I call the media the janitors of the Obama legacy. Mm. Um, You'll notice that most of these pieces don't bring up the fact that the reason we're in this situation is entirely because of specific choices Obama made to prop up the iran deal
0: and getting in bed with the wrong people at the time which uh, the conservatives were at the time against these people we were against um getting into bed with these people and arming them and training them we were at least i was i was speaking out this is a bad move we're going to pay for this in the end um uh, and the media Had Barack Obama done exactly the same thing and said, bring the troops home, they would have been celebrating the end of the end of war. We're finally coming back. They would have they would have done all of that stuff. Uh, And so they have absolutely no credibility. But I was I was struck by uh, your article in The Federalist that you really laid out a really good case on uh what trump was doing that this is not just something that he got up in the middle of the night and said you know what let's pull our troops out this has been a long thought out methodical process with him and erdogan um do you think that he means it because he said if you start going after the kurds um we're gonna crush your economy do you believe that there is a tripwire that we should look for
7: So there's two things that I think are important. Um, The first one is that Erdogan is supposed to visit the White House in November. And I think he has, that provides some sort of motivation, that's sort of a carrot for him to behave himself. And I do think that it might temper him a bit and it might uh, force him to hold back, which would be helpful, obviously. Uh, And the second thing I'll say is that Congress is already busily proposing bills to slap sanctions on Turkey. And I think that's great because, as many, you know, this sort of um, disgruntled pushback from Congress in terms of Trump's move to pull troops out of Syria, good. Have them be angry. Have them put as many sanctions as they want on Turkey. That's what we want. That's what we need. We want to use anything we can without resorting to military force. And sanctions is a really good tool for that. One of the reasons that the Iranian regime didn't collapse in 2015 is because. The Obama administration lifted sanctions. Mm -hmm. The Iranian economy grew by 10% after we lifted sanctions in 2016. Mm -hmm. So we could have the opposite effect by slapping sanctions on Turkey. So I do think it will be super effective, and I do think it will be a deterrent.
0: Thank you so much, Ariel. I appreciate it. Ariel Davidson, she is staff writer for The Federalist. You know what is is amazing to me, Stu, is I think that we are – we are – In some ways, switching positions, although I I haven't moved my position, but we are now saying, look, we've learned some really important lessons and we want sanctions, sanctions work, last resort military. We've always said that. But the Democrats have always said sanctions get out of the you know, get out of all of these wars, etc. But they've now. They've now become what they always claimed we were. Yeah, and this is the problem because
1: Ariel's completely right there, right? The the Obama administration's policies have led to this. And, of course, the people who are defending Obama would say, well, they were responding to Bush's uh, policies. And Mm -hmm. we could go back to the beginning of time with this. Yes. And it's... No, really
0: only to the beginning
1: of the progressive era but that's another story fair point um when it comes to obama we should also recognize that the only reason we needed to get into bed to defeat isis is because we pulled troops out and isis became powerful because we took the troops out initially yeah right so this this is absolutely uh has uh obama's handwriting all over it but i i keep coming back to this thing and i, I think um the reasoning here is really smart by Ariel, but I one additional aspect I would I would add to this is there's something advantageous Trump is taking out of this. And I don't know what it is yet. I feel like we don't know this whole story yet. But think of it this way. There's 150 troops in there basically in this area. 150. This is not they're not fighting on the front lines. And we keep kind of talking about this in generalities, where we're like, should we have people in the Middle East? Should we have people in Syria? Should we ally with these people generally? Uh, you know, sh- do we want our people dying for the Kurds? Th- these are the way these arguments are being made, and, and really, it's 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 an interesting fifty thousand foot view argument, but it doesn't apply to this case. Like, the, the, we are not, we do not have these situations going on with these particular troops. They're not on the front lines. They're not fighting this like this. This is they are specifically there. As a buffer to stop Turkey uh, from coming in and killing Kurds, right? Because we wanted the Kurds to be alive so they could kill ISIS. Okay. Can okay. we? Can we? Go ahead. Finish your. Finish your okay. thought, and then I want to. So you have 150 in there. Let's just say Donald Trump said, "You know what? I want to get these troops out of there, and I'm going to pull out 149 of the 150 troops." Okay. Now, again, we're not pulling them out. That is an important part of this understanding. They're moving to other parts of Syria and some to Iraq, but they're not coming home. That's not what's happening. They're just moving out of this area in Syria so that the Turkish people, the Turkish army can come in and do their thing. Okay. So let's just say he pulled out 149. Well, then they wouldn't do that. Turkey still wouldn't come in, right? Would they come Mm -hmm. in if we had one troop there and we said, we have a troop there and we're not, do not come in and kill him. Separately from that, let's just say he pulled out all of them. And Trump said to them, you know what, Turkey, Erdogan, do not go in there. Because if you do, we're going to be really pissed off. You better not cross that line. Is Erdogan going to go stand up to the U.S. military with that on the line? Whether we have a troop in there or not. Just no. Trump saying no, no. Right? So what this comes down to is for whatever strategic advantage he believes he's getting at is is it's Trump saying yes. He I thinks think- this is okay. It could be that he traded something for it. It could be that he thinks it's actually the right outcome. Like, he thinks these people are that bad, and in the end, they should be taken out. Whatever the case may be, there's some advantage that the U.S. is saying, yes, it's okay for this to occur. We think this is a strategic advantage for the United States in some way. I don't think Trump's just doing this because he thinks, you know, because he wants good headlines or something like that. There's something, maybe he's traded it. I I, I will say, if we get a, 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 if we find out that Turkey has launched an investigation into Joe Biden's dealings with Burisma (laughs) tomorrow. I'm going to be
3: very
5: suspicious.
0: (laughs) I want to take this a different direction Then Bill (laughs) O'Reilly is uh, going to be joining us in a few minutes as well. We'll talk to him about it. Um, First, let me tell you about my pillow. How'd you sleep last night? Uh, Man, I will tell you that if you watched CNN last night after hearing the insane policies of Getting rid of the tax exemption for our churches, uh, you know, uh, uh, telling our schools exactly how many bathrooms they have to have, all of these things, the bad policies, you wouldn't have slept well. The good news is no one watches CNN. But if you. If you still have bad night's sleep, it could be because of your pillow. And I highly recommend my pillow. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers, including their buy one, get one free pillow offer that is happening with the, prom- with the promo code BECK. Buy one pillow, get the second one free. 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. I can't speak highly enough about this pillow. I really didn't think I would like it. I love this pillow. Sleep with it every night, uh, and once you sleep with it, once you get the right one, I think there's two different versions of it. Once you get the right one, with the, it's the head-to-the-mattress ratio that you need. Man, you fluff that once before you go to bed and it's fluffed all night and it doesn't get hot go to mypillow.com click on the new radio listener specials get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the buy one pillow get the next one free enter the promo code Beck to get that promo code Beck at 866-3117 that's a 1-800 number 1-800-866-3117 or go to mypillow.com promo code back
3: you're listening to glenn beck
0: This is the Glenn Beck program, Stu. I just want to change something uh, in your in your uh, your hypothesis here on that we must have gotten something, or there is this going on, and I think this is more likely. And we'll have to talk to Bill O'Reilly about it. Um, he's not killing uh, our allies. Uh, the, Turkey wants to kill uh, Marxist authoritarian terrorists who we've known these were bad people mm-hmm. the whole time. We shouldn't have been in bed with them. Obama got us into bed with them, so. I don't really care what happens to Marxist authoritarian uh, uh, terrorists. And that's really what they are. And that may be his motivation. Right. But it's also this. I don't want to be involved in the rest of the world. I don't want to be involved in everybody's battles. And so he is letting the consequences uh, fall where they may. And a longer strategy of his is I want these wars to end and I want all of our troops home. But then why can, move them around in Syria? I, I understand that. I understand you're that. That may have been the compromise, because if you start pulling them home, if it does go bad, then you're going to have to redeploy. That may have been a compromise he made with the Pentagon. we got 13,000 ISIS I know. troops I know. It's
1: captured, not, and if they get loose, we're going to we'll be back I, there with a lot more troops I, than
0: 150. I, I agree with you. I understand that. But I think that's what Trump is doing. We'll talk to Bill O'Reilly about it next.
3: The
0: Glenn Beck Program. It's Halloween coming up on Halloween. There was a new uh, poll out about candy. Yeah. You've ranked these here, Glenn. Uh, candy
1: corn, Skittles, Reese's, Snickers, M&M, Starburst, Tootsie Pop, and Hershey bars. Okay,
0: first of all, uh, candy corn is not really even candy. Um, It is a, no, it's a specialty thing that you have once a year. You'll have a handful of it, maybe, and then you'll be like, ooh, I remember why I don't really like these more than once a year and less than a handful. Well, that's an opinion, what what you're talking about. is not a fact. Well, if you want me to rank rank these. Yeah, what do you got? All right. uh, Tootsie Roll or Tootsie Pop? Pop. Tootsie Roll is number one, but Tootsie Pop is at the bottom above Candy Corn. Hmm. M&M, Reese's, Snickers, Plain Hershey, then Starburst. Uh, then, um, uh, s- then probably Tootsie Pop, seconds. maybe, mm. and then Skittles. I don't like anything milked from a giraffe. That they are milked from a giraffe. Yeah, a rainbow like giraffe. Rainbow giraffe. giraffe. I don't like it.
1: I'm going Reese's one, M M&M and M two, Snickers three, Starburst four, Skittles five, Candy corn six, Hershey bar seven. Oh, you are it. A- Tootsie are Pop eight. They're boring. American. They're boring. By You're the way, not American. The American people. 36% Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, one. Ne- secondly uh, was Snickers, 18%. M&M's, 11 Then Then uh, Candy Corn at six, That's tied with Hershey bars at That's six. It's a lie. It's a lie. Candy Corn above Starburst. I would not have called that. Yeah. I would not have called it. That. Or Skittles. Yeah, I hate Skittles.
0: I hate Skittles. Starburst.
3: And enlightenment.
0: The world is crazy. What else do I have to say other than Bill O'Reilly is here to give us his take on the insanity in one minute.
3: This is the Glenn Beck Program
0: life right now in america can feel like we're caught in the eye of a tornado uh your immediate surroundings are calm but all around you just outside it's just tearing the roofs off of uh, off of things uh our economy is strong it's shaky politics i can't say it's strong i think uh, it's shaky at best And if you're a fiscally responsible person, it is hard to know if buying a house or consolidating a mortgage is the right move right now. You don't know. I have good news. Ten-minute phone call to American Financing can help you figure out what your best options are. Their salary-based mortgage consultants don't pressure you or have upfront fees that you have to pay. They build custom loans to fit your needs, including options for as little as $1,000 down or even less. Give American Financing a call today. Whether you're in the market to buy a home or you need to discuss the option of refinancing your mortgage or credit card debt, it's American Financing. Their team of experts can point you in the right direction. It may be the best 10 minutes that you've spent for your financial health in a long, long time. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. They've got you covered coast-to-coast for home loans, it's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS, one eight two three three four. 3 Hello, America. It's Friday. This is the Glenn Beck Program. My pronouns are me, myself, and I, or I, me, and my, but... I know that's first-person pronoun, but I am one of the first peoples, uh, and there's no discussion on that. I have the genetic testing on that, so. I don't think that's the way it works exactly. Yeah, it does. Yeah. First person, first person, first peoples, uh, Native Americans. That's the way it works. Oh, so I would not be able to say me, myself, No, you and have I. to say, actually, you, because you're a conservative white man, you are third person, so you have to say, like, them, they, and uh, and there. But you get to say me, myself, and I. Yes. Because you're a yeah. Native American. I don't know what Bill O'Reilly's pronouns are, but welcome to the program, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hmm. You guys are babbling this morning. Yeah. I don't know what you're you no, no. What are I'm your pronouns? I'm trying, to,
2: I'm trying to put it all together, but... Um, what, are, what are your
0: pronouns?
2: My pronouns are, I have a new book
0: out called The United <laughs> States of Trump. <laughs> That's not a pronoun. That's oh, those aren't pronouns. No wonder I failed English. Yeah. So, Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. Yes. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Where Thank would you me. like to start? We can talk about the CNN show that nobody watched, but it was yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could start with the uh, impeachment, the latest updates on that. Uh, where would you like to start?
2: Um, I've been watching Donald Trump very closely for the past two weeks um, as a uh, human being, not a politician. Mm-hmm. All right, that's where I want to start. Okay. And uh, I haven't talked about this even on BillO'Reilly.com. Oh have, my the gosh! First, first mention of this.
0: We'll alert the press. This is an exclusive.
2: Okay. Well, the press will ignore you if you alert it. They don't care about <laughs> well, unless he dies. Then, right. then they right. would care. Right. Okay, so in the last chapter of the United States of Trump, I interviewed the president after the uh, Robert Mueller verdict came in. It was the first time that I've ever seen him emotional in the 30 years I've known him. Not crazy emotion, but if you read the last chapter, you'll see the emotion. Okay, I noted that. And now... With impeachment, all right, and every single day, he's guilty of this, he's guilty of that, he did this. And this is a rerun of Mueller. Almost the same wording, the same condemnation, the same conviction without evidence, exactly the same. Groundhog Day. So I'm noticing now that he, President Trump, is starting to lose focus He's starting to lash out. Now, he, every, they're going to say, look, O'Reilly always lashes out. Twitter, this, that, and the other thing. No, it's different. But it, Yes. It has been, up until two or three weeks ago, a calculated lash. Now, it's all over the place. And I will submit to you, based upon my knowledge of the man, that this is getting to him. So, this weekend, I'm going... To Vermont uh, i 'm going to try to deliver a little candy to Bernie Sanders. I know he's uh, he's up there convalescing i 'm actually going to be very close to his mansion um, and but I 'm doing it because I need a break I, I need to get some fresh air, I need to look at the leaves. I need to get a little maple syrup and pour it on my head. I, I need to do that <laughs> to get away. You see what I mean? yeah, Trump never gets away never he doesn 't sleep. He's a vampire, he has one hobby, he hits the little golf ball, but I think he's bored with that. All right? And he's every day obsessing, and that's the word, about here they come again, I didn't do anything, they're trying to ruin me in another way, and I've got to fight everybody all by myself. That's a real tough place to be as a human being. And I want every all your listeners who I think most are, are fair minded you know to step back and say you know there comes a point in a country's history where the people have to rise up and say enough it's thirteen months before we vote thirteen months all of this now is a charade and i i mean your head will blow off if you try to get in and and by the way i did analyze your stuff on ukraine that you put on the blaze Mm -hmm. it was very good I directed all my uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, followers over to it.
0: Thank
3: you.
2: But it, in order to to digest it, it's it's like you have to be crazed because there are names and this and that nobody knows about Ukraine, and and so I do the overarch. There is no crime. All right, this is not anything that should be submitted to the House for impeachment vote. It's not there. Maybe it'll be there in two weeks. It's not there now. This is purely a malicious plan to destroy a human being. That's what it
0: is. So let me tell you this, Bill. First of all, you're 100% right. It is getting to him. um, And it would get, I mean, it's getting to me. I saw what happened yesterday where they arrested uh, two people. The third one, I think, is still um, out um, and they were arrested and tied to Rudy Giuliani that, oh, my gosh, look at this fundraising was going on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the reason why the FBI and the Southern District of New York, this is your area, Bill, you sh- there's something wrong with the Southern District of New York uh, attorneys, federal attorneys. Um, these guys are the ones that turned down uh, Lusenko and the prosecutors from Ukraine They came and tried to get to the United States, and the embassy, the ambassador of the U.S. embassy in Ukraine, blocked them from getting a visa. They wanted to go meet with the DOJ. They wanted to go meet um, with our attorney general. They were blocked. Once Trump removed that blockage, they then got visas, and they were told to bring it to the Southern District of New York, and that attorney, uh, those attorneys, turned down even looking at the information. They didn't want anything to do with that information. Now these are the same guys who uh, seem to be um, eager to prosecute everything around Donald Trump, even though the main guy is a Trump supporter supposedly. Um, he is he is now prosecuting these guys and, and uh, going after them on the day before the ambassador is to testify in front of Congress. This is a setup. This is coordinated timing. uh, If I were Donald Trump, once you know the full story, you see how corrupt this deep state is, and it is enough to drive you mad, especially because you can't explain it quickly to people.
2: And, you know, I don't know what William Barr, the attorney general— um is doing i don't either he's the boss right he, he's he's their boss so i'm gonna let that play out because i don't know you know a lot more than i do about this and by the way that is probably the only subject on the planet that you know more than <laughs> no me I,
0: I i knew it i know it, it well financial financial but you, but stuff you,
2: you too, know, but know but more more yeah. more about it than i do but but that hurt that hurt you that hurts um you. It makes no, me happy no, I, I give credit where credit <laughs> no, is due. do i You know, you did a lot of good work on this, and people should take it seriously and look at it. But you say that this is a coordinated effort. And I don't know whether that's true on a micro level, but I do know that the press and the Democratic Party are working together on this impeachment thing. They coordinate, Mm -hmm. okay, through K Street. K Street is a... um, a famous avenue in Washington, D.C., where the political action committees are. And and there are uh, organizations that coordinate information between Democrats and the press. All right. So through K Street, because the press, and I'm talking now the big boys, New York Times, Washington Post, NBC News, CNN, those are the four. They know there's no Democratic candidate that can beat Trump right now you're watching Elizabeth Warren tell another whopper about she got fired because she was pregnant or any of this now we know because of good reporting from the Washington Examiner that's totally bogus all right this goes into her lineage of uh, Native American Um, so she is you know going to get destroyed if she gets the nomination Biden he's already he's been the major casualty of Ukraine So next Tuesday night, when the New York Times and CNN team up to moderate the debate, the Democratic debate, the fascinating part of that will be, are you going to ask Biden about his son and all of this stuff in China and Ukraine? Are you going to follow up with questions? Because you know Biden's going to have a prepared answer. Are you going to ask uh, Elizabeth Warren about this other bogus pregnancy thing? No. Are you going to push her on it? What do you think? You think they will?
0: No, I don't think they will. They'll ask Biden, but they won't push him on it because they all say it's a conspiracy theory. And it's right. easy to say so it's a conspiracy question, theory. Right? if you're Yeah. So one question. Why, and then uh, Warren, and I don't think she even Biden, gets. a How
2: about Warren? Did, I don't, did she get a pregnancy question?
0: I don't think so. No. I don't okay. think so.
2: So they're in the tank. Um, and if that happens, there's going to be an outcry in the conservative media, which is primarily talk radio, Internet. Um, because Fox News is not in the conservative media anymore that they've not
0: whoa done whoa that. whoa whoa wait wait a minute what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Well it used to be
2: that Fox News had a traditional slant which means this that the guy who ran the place Roger Ailes basically his philosophy was conservatives and traditional Americans are not heard in the media correct okay that's how he founded, the channel. Mm-hmm. So we all knew, all of us who were working for him, that we had to give voice, not exclusive voice. I certainly didn't. I, I mean, I balanced it out. But we had to give voice to that side. That's gone.
0: What makes you not say that? that? What that makes that you say they're that?
2: Banishing. They're not banishing, all right? They're not saying, oh, you're, if you're conservative, Trisha, you can't come on Fox News. There's plenty of conservative and traditional on there. But the voice that uh, used to be there is not there any longer. So you have a network that's still pro-Trump in primetime, but not in daytime. Um, and that's an interesting shift, and it's driving Donald Trump crazy. Here's another thing. And Trump lashed out at the Fox News poll. You guys saw that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, instead of doing a factual lash out, like he should have done, mm-hmm. and say, Did you know that the Fox News poll questions 8% more Democrats than Republicans on impeachment? If you look at the methodology, the Fox News poll asked 8% more Democrats than Republicans. And guess what the margin was for impeachment? 8%! Oh, what a shock! Nobody knows that because nobody looks at the methodology. I did. But that's what he should have done Just say, you know, this is bogus. This is a setup. If you're going to ask eight percent more of one certain party, then you're going to get eight percent gap. That's what you're going to get. Right. Am I am I crazy?
0: Well, that's a different question and okay, we're going to exactly. we're going to let the audience ponder that very long including there. the extra 8% here in just a second i'll come back with bill o'reilly you just answer that quietly yourself you know just take a couple of seconds first let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. buying a sell or selling a home is really hard nobody enjoys the process well i guess real estate agents do i mean if they're good because they're they're helping people buy or sell a house and that's a really great time for most people uh, the the lazy, crappy real estate agents are just, just avoiding your phone call. That's what's really happening. All right, here's what we have learned. There is a best practice, and I learned this by doing business with uh, some of the 500 best real estate agents around the country as named by the Wall Street Journal. I started doing work with them, and I started talking to them and getting to know them, and I asked them, how do you find a good real estate agent? What is a good real estate agent's markings? Well, we just took those, and we started looking for them, and we found that those people are the ones that perform the best in their areas. So we just compiled a list, and now we're giving you that list. It's free. All you have to do is just you just write to us, realestateagentsitrust.com. You just go on the uh, website. You type in your information, and within just a few minutes, we're going to have somebody get back to you with a name and a phone number, and that agent is going to call you quickly. These are the best people in your area with best practices. You want the best value for your home and somebody who represents your values and is going to get the job done? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. uh, Let's go to China. Let's go to China, Bill, and the NBA. Your thoughts. China, NBA. Yeah. Can I
2: give you a plug before we do that?
0: Mm, For me? Sure. Yeah, for you. (laughs) Go ahead. I
2: just just took on uh, com as a sponsor. Hmm. Just took them on. And um, you probably know this, but... We bet our sponsors really, really hard mm-hmm. uh, on BillOReilly.com and the syndicated radio show. We don't yeah. take anybody because we don't have to. We have lots of people uh, wanting to sponsor, and mm-hmm. I can only use so many. But I looked into that. I looked into that organization. Mm-hmm. That's
0: really good. Thank you and you started it or something yeah, yes right? i yes i did yes i did or something i, I mean i'm i'm stunned yeah i, I mean, know all right really all good. right all right all right really no know, i'm the guy who this. gives you backhanded compliments Beck, it doesn't work the other way around Beck, they don't have this in china <laughs> you, you can't get it there well you can't own too a house good. in china i think uh too, too capitalistic yeah can't get it. okay right, so,
2: china nba china all about, nba all about sneakers all about billions of dollars. Um, the NBA uh, couldn't care less about uh, Hong Kong uh, or uh, people being put in concentration camps in Red China or uh, human rights abuses or any of that.
0: Right. So doesn't wanna... this doesn't this pull apart right. all of the stuff that Nike and everybody's like, we're with you, we're with that's the, right. we, uh, we're with the right. little people and the social uh, justice. It's social all about money.
2: Justice. No, social justice stops in Oregon, in Beaverton, all right? That's where it stops. can't go any further west with social justice because you'll run into China. Um, but everybody should know there's billions of dollars in business between the National Basketball Association and China because the Chinese love the sneakers. They love basketball. And there's all of that synergy. Mm-hmm. So this guy in Houston, who apparently didn't know that, the general manager of the Rockets, Um, says, hey, uh, I support the Hong Kong protesters. Oh, no, no, no. But Can you imagine these pinheads in Beijing? Do they not have anything better to do? Who cares if a Houston Rockets GM supports Hong Kong?
0: Oh, Houston Rockets are huge in China huge these in China. guys are
2: mobilizing nuclear submarines because of this guy in Houston? <laughs> Come on. Come on. It just shows you what you're dealing with over there with these people. So, and that's why Trump hasn't been able to get the, the trade deal, which would be good for the entire world. Um, because these people are out of their minds. These are loons. I mean, these are Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren times a thousand.
0: So, so, um, So, Bill, so, Bill, help me yeah. out here. I yes. think... I think this is all coming undone, and I think the NBA is a great example of it. Their hypocrisy was on full display, and it's because it's all based on a lie and money. Their support of social justice has always been about money. Of course. Right. And so it's all coming undone, and I think the American people have looked at China in a new way for the first time in a long time this week.
2: I don't think the American people, by and large care about China uh, at all. All right. It's, it's far away. It's not real. Um, uh, they're not involved with geopolitics. If some nation's communist, they don't care. I'm sorry to be to be negative, so negative. But the majority of Americans, I have to say, I mean, they don't know or care what's going on there. So
0: is this outrage? Is this outrage just media driven?
2: It's conservative-driven. It's not media-driven. I mean, the, uh, the liberal media doesn't want this story. They don't want to report it. They mention it, but it's not a big story for them. Um, the narrative on the left is basically anything that helps traditional conservative thought is bad, even if it's not bad, even if it's correct. I mean, the Chinese people should be free, 1.5 billion of them. Hong Kong, um, they're trying to renege on the deal. Beijing is trying to renege on the deal that they made with the British to hand over Hong Kong. So, but does the average American care? They want their sneakers. They want to watch uh, the Celtics and the Lakers. Is, Is LeBron James going to go out there with a little headband that says free Hong Kong? You think you're going to see that?
0: When we come back, Mr. Bill O'Reilly will talk to us about what's happening in Turkey. Also, the incredibly insane things that were said on national television last night by the candidates of uh, the DNC. It was nuts. His thoughts coming up.
3: You're listening to Glenn.
0: And by the way you need to get his uh, new book the United States of Trump everybody in the media should be reading it they won't but they should you you'll understand why he makes the decisions he does let me tell you about X-chair real quick x-chair what a great chair did a little bit of research uh and found out that three out of the nine Supreme Court justices rest their their bulbous bottoms uh on an X-chair three out of the nine I don't know which ones' are sitting on it uh but that's not that's not bad pretty cool i think the justices they know quality they may not know the constitution but they know quality when they see it it's x chair if you want to really be comfortable really be comfortable and only render good decisions from here on out you should get the x chair because he'll be up on the supreme court um, check it out. You, you you will thank me once you sit in one. And that's why they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nobody sends these things back. They, they'd they go broke if it wasn't what I said it was. Uh, you can get it now for $29 a month. But once you sit in an X-chair, you will see the difference. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or get a free set of new X-wheels if you use the promo code BEC. xchairbeck.com. Subscribe at
1: BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GB20OFF and save 20%. And also, subscribe to BillOReilly.com. More with him next.
0: This is the Glenbeck program. It's Friday, which means Bill O'Reilly has uh, joined us with his digest of the week. Uh, Bill, I want to take you now to Syria and Turkey. A lot of people are upset. I'm I'm torn. I actually uh, I, I feel very uncomfortable with what we're doing, but I actually agree with what we're doing. I was against getting in bed with these um, these these Marxist Kurds. These are not the Kurds of iran of iraq these are syrian kurds and they are marxist authoritarian terrorists Uh, john mccain when he went over and met with the rebels and that picture came out i'm like these guys are terrorists what are we doing so i'm actually glad we're not in business with them anymore um but at the same time you know isis is going to be strengthened by this Turkey is trying to, uh, you know, remake the Ottoman Empire. Where do you stand? And help me understand, which way are we going here?
2: You know, I don't think it's a uh, major issue for Americans. And by the way, if you would be kind enough to give me 90 seconds at the end of this segment, I got a really good story for you. Yeah. Anyway, um, the problem here is that Donald Trump promised when he campaigned for the presidency that he was going to pull U.S. troops out of the unending war syndrome, the Turkey-Kurd-Syrian conflict is an unending war. It's never going to stop. So he, the president, believes that having our forces on the ground there is a deficit and that he's going to pull them out. It's as simple as that. Now, the Kurds did help us in the Iraqi war, and that includes some of them in northern Syria. They hated Saddam. All right. And they helped us. Um, That's a fact. They hate ISIS and they fight ISIS. But I don't know the extent of Turkey's incursion. There's no reporting on the ground. And that's accurate. Uh, I don't really know. Now, I know that uh, Erdogan, whatever his name is, is coming to D.C., the Turkish dictator Mm -hmm. um, next week. And I assume that, that Trump is going to say, look, this is what you're going to do, or we'll strangle your economy. So at this point, I'm just basically watching
0: this. All right. Uh, Erdogan is uh, was the best friend of uh, Barack Obama. He spent more time with Erdogan on the phone than any other world leader, and he even himself said he is— my best ally and and uh i turned to him so the world was set up uh the obama world was set up to assist turkey and i was outraged by that at the time that's not the guy that should be counseling our our president in my opinion um but uh that's you know we're we're obviously getting out of that business turkey is also a bad player let me um uh let me then switch to some sound bites i'd just love to hear your opinion of of what happened yesterday uh, on CNN. And uh, we're bringing it up because nobody watched it. First, let me play um, a comment from Beto last night.
5: Do you think religious institutions
6: uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage?
0: Yes. Thoughts on that, Bill?
2: Fascism, um, don't you love it? We love the fascist uh, movement. Um, Beto, I understand, is negotiating with Ringland Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. Um, (laughs) Wasn't there a guy named Beto that ran around? I
0: don't think so, but I don't know.
2: I think there was, Beck. He had the big, big floppy shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe his name was Beto. But anyway, this is the usual fascism. If you don't agree with us, you're a human rights violator, and you should be banished and... uh, Wear a bell, so everywhere you
5: go, it rings, and people know you're coming.
0: Here's a nine-year-old trans kid asking Elizabeth Warren something. Listen,
5: Sia and his mom, Mimi, who's an advocate for transgender youth and active with the Human Rights Campaign. Jacob is an el- elementary school student from Massachusetts. Likes to play hockey. Jacob. All
3: right, Jacob. Oh, she's so um, awkward. My name is Jacob, and I'm a nine-year-old transgender American. Uh-huh. My question is. All right, Jacob.
0: Nine-year-old
3: transgender. What will
5: you do in your first week as president to make sure that kids like me feel safer in schools? And what
3: do you think schools need to do better to make sure that I don't have to worry about anything but my homework?
0: Comment, Bill? You know, I mean,
2: it's a kid, um, I can't ever criticize a kid. It's every hurt no,
0: situation. You can, you, um, you can criticize mom, can't you? A nine-year-old you know, transgender. I, I don't
2: like to do that. I'm not in their shoes. I don't know what the kid's been through. I don't know any of that. Um, I, I really don't like to do it.
0: Okay. Do you um, believe it's healthy for a nine-year-old to identify as transgender? I mean, once you're an adult and you you are yeah, so settled down, and
2: I und- I understand that the for me, I would raise my children in the gender. In which they were born, until they were maybe sixteen or seventeen, and if it was a major issue, then we bring in you know a psychiatrist, very trained counselors. But I know that these kids who are different get brutalized in school.
0: So what? Uh, I, I, I I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw that. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: and and so I'm uh, you know Bill, I'm very kids will
0: br- to it. kids will brutalize kids. Uh, for being different, they don't have to be transgender. This no, is something that bad. happens they with kids. They
2: can bad complexion, right? Sure. So,
0: what is the what is the role of the president? What will you do to keep me safe? What policy should the president issue?
2: You know, look, um, I if I'm president, I have the public school system in a much different place than it is now. All right. I mean, that that would take an hour. But it's basically if you're receiving federal funding, there are things you have to do. School uniforms would be number one. Anti-bullying, number two. Um, The president really cannot control personal behavior. That's a local
0: issue. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Okay. well, let me go to Warren supporting taxes now for transgender uh, surgery. Here she is.
5: In the 2012 campaign uh-huh. uh, for Senate, you criticized a judge's ruling that granted transition-related surgery yep. to a transgender inmate. You said, I don't think it's a good use of taxpayer dollars. Right. Do you regret that? Yep.
4: No, it was a bad answer. And I, I think it was a bad answer. And I believe that everyone is entitled to medical care. And medical care that they need. And that includes people who are transgender, who um, it is the time for them to have gender-affirming surgery. Gender I just think aff- that's important.
0: Okay. So I don't think you noticed nobody clapped on that because she didn't talk about a pivot point at all. She didn't say – she just said it was a bad answer. Well, what made you change your mind? It was right, just a few right. years ago. It was ago. a bad
2: answer because it's now not politically correct. correct. L- correct. Look, Elizabeth Warren doesn't have any core values doesn't believe in anything come on i mean this is ridiculous the, the woman is just a disaster on every level so if, by following her logic all right the u.s taxpayer already 22 trillion dollars in debt would have to pay for everybody's nose job everybody's reconstructive surgery on their face on their body if they didn't like something about their body because their self-image is bad and this would help it now i'm not diminishing anybody's gender uh, problems or gender uh... desires I, i i don't do that i i don't think it's right for me to do it but if you're going to have a policy where a selected few in america get their surgeries paid for then everybody has to
0: all right, let me give Bye. you, because I, I want to save you time. So let me just give you a real quick one here. Um, this is Kamala Harris coming to the stage, and uh, Cuomo's in trouble for the what he said right after she introduced herself. Listen. Good to see, see you, Senator. Thank
5: Hi. you for joining Hi. us. I appreciate you. it. How are you?
4: Anna? thank you, guys. And my All pronouns right. are she, her, and hers.
5: She, her, and hers. <laughs> so Mine, thing too. Is
0: fake. Mine, too. Notice nobody laughs. He makes a joke. Not funny, Bill, to a crowd of people who believe that that's uh, not funny because it could be true for them.
2: Beck, can I ask you and Stu a question?
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay.
2: Aren't you confused by all this? I I don't know what, who, she, what, where, why. (laughs) I, I, you know, now... You can't even have a conversation because you may put a wrong pronoun in the sentence.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like they've introduced a new official language
0: to the United States without asking us, and we you have know, to. Have, have, it's like if we all decided to go metric, except no one decided, not even the government <laughs> decided yeah. to go right, metric. I, I
2: mean, I'm walking in, and you know, my pronouns are she, he, we, we, ah, ooh, oh, ah, ah. Um, you know, I took Latin. I mean, I, I know what the pronouns are. I just we have reached a state of madness,
0: madness, madness
2: madness in this country. And I hope the voters are just taking a look at who's driving that. I mean, that's all Trump has to run on. Yeah, it look, is. You may not like me, but look at
0: this. Yeah, if he would, if he can control his anger um, and and I think righteous indignation on this, and not lash out and just be cool and just go this is a joke really well, go ahead I you can even have say that it's a
2: joke i said this is dangerous well yeah but- and if you value your freedom you can't give these people power um, and that's you know how we started our conversation that that the president is i think really really reeling from yeah, all is. of these personal attacks and he needs to walk in the woods okay 90 Quick seconds yeah Okay. So when the United States of Trump came out, I don't know whether you are going to remember, but I said it was unlikely the New York Times would put it at number one on the bestseller list, even though my killing books were all number one. Why? Because Donald Trump's picture is on the cover of the United States of Trump. So presto, the first week the book is out, it sells 110,000 copies, 40,000 copies more than the second book, nonfiction. Okay? Yet, I'm number three on Sunday on the New York Times list. So I asked the publisher, Macmillan, to do an audit, to do an audit of the sales of every nonfiction book in the top ten. I'm far and away the best-selling book, okay? I put the letter, posted the letter from the publisher, the CEO, on BillOReilly.com. This is proof positive that the bestseller list, not only in the New York Times, but in uh, the other areas as well, BookScan, is a fraud.
0: Wait, they wait, wait, what wait. But you're not to. number one on BookScan either?
2: Stum number two, because they didn't count 48,000 advance sale books on BookScan. 48,000. That's crazy. I mean, come on. That's crazy. So the United States of Trump, we're, we're very pleased because it's such a big bestseller, and, and a lot of that has to do with you and Stu, and I really appreciate it. But if you think that any measure of the media is honest in America these days, it is not. Yeah, I know. It is it organized is. crime. That's what we have. And they to have Rico statutes and put all these people in cuffs. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, yeah. There it is, Bill O'Reilly. Right, <laughs> don't. Have a great Columbus Day weekend. <sighs> Oh, my
3: my
1: gosh. Uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, Bill. Indigenous (sighs) Peoples. Unbelievable.
0: He's well. I'm
2: taking Elizabeth Warren to dinner.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Thanks a lot. (laughs) Appreciate it. All right. America has always stood for freedom. Uh, NBA uh, doesn't. Uh, Nike doesn't. But America uh, has always. Now... You believe in this. I believe in this. We understand that our sacred rights uh, are are uh, inherently connected to deep responsibilities, the right to protect yourself and your family from harm, whether it, it comes in the form of, you know, a fellow citizen or a tyranny of a government that has outgrown its boundaries. Responsibly armed societies are the freest kind of societies, and we must never let that go. This is what the USCCA believes in, and they're the fastest-growing community of gun owners in the country, and they provide industry-leading education and legal protection to over 300,000 responsibly armed Americans just like you and me. Right now, the USCCA is giving you seven free chances to win $1,000 for self-defense education and training. You can use it on whatever you want. Just text the word GLEN to the number 87222 to learn more and claim your free entries. It's 100% secure. A confirmation text is going to be sent, but you'll want to hurry because this offer ends October 12th. Text the word G-L-E-N-N to the number 87222. Glenn to the number 87222. For more information and rules, go to Protect and Defend. Standard message and data rates do apply.
3: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: All right. Yesterday, uh, there was a story that people didn't really pay attention to. The U.S. attorney for the Southern District of uh, New York arrested four men. Uh, The indictment lists four businessmen and U.S. citizens. Two were born in Ukraine, one in Belarus. Uh, Three of them were arrested yesterday as they were headed towards the Washington Dulles Airport. Uh, They had one-way tickets out of the country. It looked like they were leaving, and that's why we, uh, we nailed them, I guess. Um, They look like they have been um, creating bogus companies to uh, funnel large donations uh, into a pro-Trump super PAC. Uh, But I think the real thing that happened that is important here is that two of these guys gave $20,000 last year to Pete Sessions, the Texas uh, Republican congressman. And the donation, according to the FBI, was an effort to influence uh, Sessions to help in causing the U.S. government to remove or recall the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Uh, The donation was at least in part a request uh, of one or more Ukrainian government officials. All right. So did he do that? Well, Sessions actually did write a letter to the secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, encouraging the removal of that ambassador. And if you watched our chalkboard, you know why. Um, This ambassador was removed by Donald Trump uh, and removed at the request or the uh, endorsement of the new Ukrainian president, who also removed his ambassador because the two were working together uh, in this DNC scandal. Um, And so they were both removed. And if you listen to the audio tape that Donald Trump made, That was the president of Ukraine, the current president, saying, you've got to remove him, and I know, I thank you for removing her, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, this is, this move, I think, was made yesterday because that ambassador is testifying today. And this just muddies the water of anything she might say. See, look, Ukrainians are playing dirty just trying to get this poor woman removed when that is not the story. I think something's wrong with the Southern District of New York. I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that has truly changed my life. I don't know if you have seen a difference in me. Um, I will tell you that uh, we brought in the uh, paintings that I have done in the last two years since on Relief Factor. Uh, and I would do a painting every so often. Uh, and that got fewer and fewer because my hands were so I was in just so much pain. I mean, did you see the amount of, of painting? Did you see those oh, up against there's the a wall? Ton. Uh, there's it, a- yeah. To add to that, too, I
1: mean, you used to have problems getting through writing a chalkboard. You've been up there doing multiple chalkboards every day. I, you did you did one yesterday. It was one of the more detailed ones I've ever seen you do. And it
0: took me two days to do it. Yeah, and, and I it didn't, didn't seem stop, to bother you at all. Didn't stop once. Yeah. My hand get, used to get so cramped I couldn't hold chalk anymore. It's a big deal. Yeah, and it's all changed because of Relief Factor. Um, ReliefFactor.com. Wow, thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah. I completely forgot. We used to have to not do them during the shows because you couldn't get through them. Right. Mm-hmm. I had to have somebody else do all the chalkboards and yeah. then I would just point to them. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Go there now. Peter Schweitzer is coming up next. And there are really two guys that have been all over uh, this Ukraine-Biden uh, corruption scandal uh, that has now led to the impeachment, and it is, it is John Solomon, who we had on yesterday at this time, and the other one is Peter Schweitzer, and Peter really concentrated on the corruption of of Joe Biden and corruption of his son, not only in Ukraine but also in China. And Peter joins us in sixty seconds.
3: This is the Glenn Beck program?
0: So you thought you had the right guy for the job. All smiles, positive affirmations the day you hired him, uh, and then uh, he's a he's a dude with uh, the job skills of a caveman and uh, the the etiquette of a caveman as well. The problem now is you not only have to fire him, you have to replace him. you got to start all over again. This is where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your posting. And the result is you get a qualified candidate fast. When you post your job on ZipRecruiter, you're going to be impressed by just how quickly the candidates will apply. In fact, four out of five employers get the right candidate it, or at least a high quality candidate within the first hour. Definitely the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our new web address at ZipRecruiter.com Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com Beck. It's the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. I want to play, I think this is uh, uh, Judy Woodruff uh, from PBS. I want to play the audio from PBS talking to Mike Pompeo uh, yesterday. And uh, they're talking about the Biden scandal. And listen to what was said.
4: Just finally, you know that there's been no proof of any misdoing on the part of Vice President
0: Biden. You all keep repeating that line as if you're working for the DNC. I'm
4: definitely not working for the DNC. I'm an independent Journalist, but the European Union, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, <laughs> the uh, International Monetary Fund, and other international organizations felt that that prosecutor was corrupt and thought he should be removed. There's no evidence that what Vice President Biden was doing was uh, corrupt in some way.
0: Well, Peter Schweitzer, how would you respond to that? <laughs> Well, what they want to do is they
6: want to go to the firing of the prosecutor. They don't want to talk about the underlying financial arrangements that the Biden family had in Ukraine. Um, and that's sort of their 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 get, right? You can't prove that the crime occurred, uh, so there's nothing to see here. Let's back up again and remember... You know, in February of 2014, uh, the Russians had moved into Crimea in the Ukraine. The Yanukovych government had fallen. There was a crisis. Joe Biden is appointed point person by Barack Obama on U.S. policy towards Ukraine. The buck stops with him. Literally two months after that fact, Glenn, his son, Hunter Biden, becomes a board member of Burisma, this uh, corrupt Ukrainian uh, energy company. Uh, It's headed by uh, Zlachevsky, this corrupt oligarch who was in the Yanukovych pro-Russian government to begin with. And they pay Hunter, according to the banking records, $83,000 a month. And he takes over $3 million in total from this Ukrainian company. He has no background in energy. He has no background in Ukraine. Uh, And it's not even clear what he did, if anything.
0: Okay, hang on just a second. I want to add to this his background. And I'm sure you've done enough reporting to know his background, especially at that time. He is a very unstable individual. Yeah,
6: I mean, you know, we we, we obviously don't like to get into uh, the personal situation. And I I don't
0: want to say I don't want to look, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't want to denigrate him for that. What I want to say is he doesn't have any skills. And at the time, he's also an unstable alcoholic um, and drug guy uh, that has uh, you. If you were going to put somebody on the board, if he wasn't. If he didn't bring anything special, he didn't bring anything, any experience, and he was unstable, why would you hire this guy other than he's the dad of the vice president?
6: That, that's exactly right, Glenn. Um, he, he had substance abuse issues. Um, you add that on to the top of, of the fact that he had no experience and no background with this company. And the question becomes, why was he being paid? Uh, he's not being paid for his skill set or his expertise. Why is he being paid? Now, the response from a lot of the press corps, not all of it, but a lot of it, has been, well, this goes on all the time. As if that's a acceptable, or b if that's actually true. It is true. We've had a history of family members of politicians, you know, uh, you know, trying to cash in. You had Billy Carter back in the day. You had some stuff with Neil Bush. But what makes the Biden case unusual is how systematic and widespread it is. It involves Ukraine. It involves China. There's this bank account that I think we've shared with you, Glenn, this uh, Morgan Stanley account where Hunter Biden was drawing cash out of. We got access to this bank account because of a criminal case involving Hunter Biden's business partner, And that shows money coming from a Kazakh oligarch during this same period. It shows money coming from anonymous Swiss bank accounts, particularly a small Swiss bank that has been implicated in money laundering in five countries. So, I mean, to say, oh, well, nothing's been proven that it's wrong here is just laughable. Um, And it's this lack of curiosity Judy yes. Woodruff doesn't even seem to be curious about any of this. That is so bizarre. And well, look, she, by the way, she,
0: she, she, she says here also that, you know, nothing has been proven and the embassy <laughs> even says that, that this guy was, she, what she's saying is that these international groups did not say that he was, didn't do anything wrong. They, she's using those international groups saying this prosecutor needed to be fired Well, that's a different thing. And by the way, the prosecutor that replaced that prosecutor is investigating Joe Biden's son. Exactly.
6: And Glenn, this is a key point. It's a key point to say on the one hand that people think the prosecutor should be fired and to say on the other hand that it is entirely inappropriate for Joe Biden to to get this guy fired. Those are not mutually exclusive. Both mm-hmm. of those are absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And, and the bottom line is um, that is an abuse of power by Joe Biden, and he is using his office to directly or indirectly benefit his son. Um, and and the, the problem is that, that they've lied about this repeatedly. I mean, first they said, Glenn, no, there was no investigation by Hunter, that was already over before the guy was fired. The prosecutor has denied that. And even the Burisma Company's lawyer, a guy named Mr. Beretta, who was hired in part at the suggestion of Hunter Biden, said the investigation was ongoing at this time. It didn't end until later on.
0: So So here's here's another thing, Peter, that maybe you can help share it, shed some light on Um, the. Joe Biden comes over, and and this is all according to record. He comes over and he says, look, I think we can help your gas and oil industry expand. So um, he goes over and he says, we have $1.8 billion that we are going to uh, give you uh, in USAID. And uh, you guys, it'll help you guys explore. At the same time, Burisma hires uh, Devon Archer and uh joe biden uh, joe biden's son they're on the board so they get the money now the money is put into a a bank called private bank and it's owned by the oligarch that is running burisma yeah that eight well that 1.8 billion dollars just disappears we don't know where that where that money went so yes why isn't anybody talking about that part of it no, that, that's
6: exactly right. I mean, this, this is another oligarch. There are two oligarchs that are involved with Burisma. One of them is Lachevsky. The other one is named Kolomoysky, And this guy is... Basically, a Bond villain. He's out of a James Bond film. In fact, he has in his office a large fish tank that has sharks swimming in it. Um, just to sort of tell you how this guy rolls. And, and he owns um, Privat Bank, which is this large Ukrainian bank, which U.S. and Western aid dollars and loan guarantees are sent into. And the problem is that, you know, a, a Large chunk of that money disappears, and Ukrainian anti-corruption groups have sort of traced what happened to the money, and they make, I think, a very convincing case that Kolomoski and his team set up a bunch of LLCs and siphoned off that money. Correct. So now you have a situation of missing a dollars that seem to have benefited Kolomoski, who is paying. Involved in the payment to Hunter Biden of these board fees, $83,000 a month.
0: And Kolomolsky Um, is also a guy who, before the Bidens arrived, was known as such a bad bond villain that he is he is on a do not enter no visa list. He cannot get a visa to come to the United States. But in in the month that we discover, oh, the money is missing somehow or another. This guy gets a visa to be able to travel to the United States. How, yep. how who did that? What did that? <laughs> What was that?
6: Exactly. And and who and who arranged for that Correct. to be done? We don't know, but it deserves investigation and this is the sort of thing that to me is so bizarre and has really further eroded what credibility a lot of news outlets have left Um, that they've not even bothered really to lift a finger to look into this. They've they've declared from the beginning there's nothing to see here. They say that um, that this research is discredited. They never tell you why. They never say, well, here's the bank account tell us what's discredited about the bank account, tell us what's discredited about Hunter Biden not being qualified, tell us what's discredited about this missing money, they don't want to answer any of those questions. And, and, and what's, what's clear to me is you see that Joe Biden has adopted the tact that uh, he is going to refuse to talk about this, because I think he knows how explosive it is. In oh, fact, yeah. Bloomberg Just a minute, a couple minutes ago, is reporting that they have put the Biden campaign has put the other Democrats on notice to say if you bring this up during the October 15th debate, uh, you are going to be revealing yourself to not be a Democrat, that you are not a Democrat for even going there. So they are basically saying. We're not going to answer any questions from the media. If the media brings it up, we're going to lash out at you. And if other Democrats bring it up, we're going to lash out at you. The last thing they want to do is actually talk about this.
0: Well, it's interesting because it is exactly I mean, Americans can understand it this way. Joe Biden is China. This topic is free Hong Kong. And anyone who talks about it, you're out. I mean, that is this is chilling, chilling especially the way they wrote about you. They attacked you for that article in the New York Times. Uh, You did a um, you did an op ed piece at the request of the New York Times. That's right. That day, which was what, two days ago, the Biden administration uh, attacks the New York Times. And what do they say to the New York Times?
6: Uh, They say to the New York Times, uh, we cannot believe that you are running uh, information that's been discredited by this discredited author. And, of course, again, they never explain what's discredited. And what I'll tell you, Glenn, is we do, as I know you do, we do vigorous fact-checking here. uh, But for that piece, we talk about the deals in Ukraine. We talk about the deals in China. That was all fact-checked by the New York Times. So it, there, there's, there's really no dispute that these facts are there, the payments are there, the relationships are there. But again, the Bidens don't want to respond about this. Why do they not simply sit down, have Hunter come in, and he and his father say, we are going to take questions for two hours on this, uh, and then we don't want to talk about it anymore? That would be the simple, direct way to deal with it, but they're not going to do that because there's not – good or even great answers
0: uh, to these questions. Here's the reason why he can't. And even if it was, even if he was completely innocent of everything, you can't this when, I mean, he was a mess and he was married and he was a mess. And all throughout this, he was an active alcoholic. Uh, Then he cleans himself up. His brother dies. He grieves, but he grieves with his widow, And then starts hooking up with his widow, gets a divorce from his uh, his his first wife, marries his brother's widow, then starts having an affair with another woman. Um, It divorces her. Uh, No, he doesn't have an affair. He just divorces the widow, leaves behind the widow and now is married again after meeting this woman for 10 days. The guy is out of control I mean, even if he's completely innocent, you couldn't put him on the stand. He's not mentally healthy, I don't think.
6: Yeah, and that certainly is possible, that, that because of his uh, some of the personal demons he's dealing with, um, that's fine. But then Joe Biden ought to at yes, least to be able to come out. And, and the other thing is release some of the financial records. I mean, all the things that we talk about, the fact that this... In China, for example. Um,
0: Hang on, don't go to China yet. Wait, wait. Uh, yep. Give me a minute. We'll break, and then we'll go to China. Um, this is this is craziness. The uh, the lack of interest or even curiosity from the press. So here's some compelling things to consider every year in America, 2 million burglaries, 65% of those are home break ins estimated one burglary every 13 seconds. So three or four of them are going to happen during the time of this commercial before we get back to Peter is one of those houses that just got broken into is that could it be yours could yours be next I hope not. But this is why you should invest in Simply Safe. The average time it takes to respond to most home security systems is 45 minutes. But Simply Safe has something special. Uh, They are watching your house, they can capture on video the person breaking into your house, which makes the uh, police respond in seven minutes instead of 45. Why wouldn't you have your your house have this advantage? State-of-the-art, round-the-clock monitoring leads the industry in customer satisfaction. It starts at $15 a month. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now where you can get that security camera that's going to take your police response time from 45 to 7. You get it for free when you order. It's a $100 value, eyes on your home 24-7, the video evidence of somebody trying to get in. Your free HD security camera is waiting for your order right now. Right now with simply that's simply 10 seconds. Then back with Peter. So we're talking to Peter Schweitzer, who is a uh, a journalist and author and has been following this corruption for a very, very long time. He wrote the book Clinton Cash. Uh, And I remember when he came and he first talked about it, he said, uh, Joe Biden, this is what, two years ago? Joe Biden is the most corrupt vice president in all of American history. Um, And you you had him dead to rights. I mean, we you know, when we go through your investigations, And you produce the documents. It is so clear uh, that everyone who is an honest broker should be looking at this information. And I honestly didn't think that Joe Biden would run because I thought he's old. He's only going to get his son in trouble. He's going to get in trouble at the end. He's not going to be that arrogant. But he is. Um, And you're talking about Ukraine being bad. China is much, much worse.
6: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and, and Glenn, um, you know what we do in our research, whether it's China or Ukraine, it's all about a paper trail. It's about follow the money. We don't use anonymous sources. we don't speculate. And what you see is this pattern. You have two countries on the entire planet that Joe Biden is point person on during the Obama administration for foreign policy. One of them is Ukraine. The other one is China. Those are the two countries he's point person on. And what are the two countries that his son strikes lucrative deals in Ukraine and China that in and of itself, I think should, should uh, raise red flags in, in the media.
0: And by the way, he didn't, his Joe Biden's son didn't have this business. Until after Joe Biden was uh, vice president, and then when he, is, when he is appointed the point man, Joe Biden, his son's businesses, strangely, just coincidentally, show up at the same time in the same places that Joe Biden is
6: yeah that 's exactly right and that 's a very important point um you know Hunter Biden through uh his his career uh, up until his dad is elected vice president uh is a lobbyist. He spends a little bit of time working for a bank in in Delaware. Um, He tries an investment fund with his uncle, James, that goes sour, ends up in all kinds of lawsuits and allegations of fraud, Mm. uh, of which I don't think he was personally um, involved in the fraud. But, you know, not a good track record there. And he's essentially a lobbyist for the online gambling industry. Um, His dad gets elected uh, November of 2008. By mid-2009, he has started this company called Rosemont Seneca Partners, Half the money for this firm is put up by Chris Hines, who is the stepson of John Kerry, who at at that moment in time in 2009 is the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, later becomes Secretary of State. So you've got him involved. You've got um, uh, uh, Hunter Biden is sort of the, the, you know, the front person for this. Heinz is more sort of in the back. Uh, And then you have this third guy, Devin Archer, who is a college roommate um, uh, from the Yale days. Uh, And they set up this entity. They have really no track record uh, at this point doing any kinds of deals. Um, And this is the vehicle that does the deal in China and the deal in china uh is really breathtaking on so many levels uh but essentially Um, And we have pictures of this. I know that I think you've shown some of these pictures Mm -hmm. um, on on some of your specials. We have pictures of Hunter Biden going and meeting with Chinese officials. And these are like it would be like somebody showing up in New York and having immediate access to the head of Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, you name it. Pictures of him meeting and they are there to strike a deal with the Chinese.
0: Okay, now stop for a second. Yep. So you so the audience knows, because we're. this is a little breathtaking and and fast moving. So you understand now in China, what Peter just said is it is like some nobody with no business track record going to New York and meeting with the heads of Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Citi and American Express and all of the big hedge funds, all of them. Except this one is controlled, and all the purse springs are controlled by the Communist Party. We'll tell you more about this in just a couple of minutes. Stand by. The truth on Joe and Hunter Biden.
3: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: How many times have you seen a little thing come up and and, and it says, um, click if you agree, and you're like, I agree. You're not paying attention to what you're really agreeing to. You didn't even you didn't even open it up. You didn't even read it. We've all done it. And even though we know it's not the safest thing in the world to do, we do it. Because you think to yourself, it's no big deal. It's a small percentage of the data that's going out to other companies, I guess. I don't know. I just want to read the story or I just want this information. I just want this app. But a recent study suggests that more than 99% of Americans could be correctly re-identified from any data set using attributes like age, gender, and marital status. If you're like me, if they can get find you with just those three things... And 99% of the time, I think you might need LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats you might miss on your own. Act now and get 10% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10%. LifeLock.com. And it's time
1: to join com If you haven't already and you want to get more research like this, you just got to use the promo code GB20Off. Save 20 bucks.
0: On Monday, uh, we have a couple of big things. Uh, Stu and I are going to lay out um, the what comes next and what the motivation is. Uh, we were just talking off air about, you know, what what is the timing of this and, and w- what are they thinking? How does this work for the Democrats? And uh, I'd like to lay this out for you on Monday because I think it works out splendidly for the Democrats. If you think... Uh, like the Democrats uh, they are not shooting for, they're 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 going for the full ball of uh, ball, ball of wax they don't have a chance of winning the Senate as it stands but I'll show you on Monday what they're really shooting for is the house the Senate and the White House all in this impeachment process and I'll show you how it all plays out uh, on Monday also on Monday TV we have uh the uh, person in the embassy from the um Ukrainian embassy that was told by the Ukrainian ambassador, you have to help Ms. Chalupa uh, gather dirt on Donald Trump and Manafort. And it was all based on the election. So any, we we have the guy who was there and was told we have that on Monday's television show. You don't want to miss an episode. You miss an episode. You miss a lot. Only on the Blaze TV. Peter Schweitzer is here. Tell me, um, uh, tell me, Peter, we're talking about Hunter Biden's deals in China um, and take me through how much these deals are worth. He meets with uh, the Bank of China, which is the communist controlled bank. It is the state controlled bank. It would be like, I don't know, meeting with our treasury. um, And he's given command over an awful lot of dollars.
6: That's right. Uh, So he flies over with his dad on Air Force Two uh, in December of 2013. Uh, Joe Biden meets with uh, communist officials there and party officials and and government officials uh, to talk about a variety of issues. Um, And then 10 days later, after they return from that trip, uh, the deal is finalized. It's a one billion dollar deal with a B. Uh, Later expanded to $1.5 billion. Uh, We now know if you go to the company's website itself, and I would encourage people to go there, it's BHR. B-H-R-P-E That's BHRPE.com, And there's an English language section you can click to. We, ne- we know that now this fund has more than $2.1 billion in assets that they are managing. Um, Hunter Biden is put on the board of directors. Remember, he has no background in China or no background in private equity. Um, he's put on the board of directors and Devin Archer, his business partner, is vice chairman, and also put on the investment committee. So you have now the sitting vice president's son doing business deals with the Chinese government. And what they do with that money, Glenn, I think is as shocking as the fact that this deal is struck in the first place. Yeah,
0: I I have to tell you, Peter, when I first first started looking into all of your work on this, I was shocked at the meeting, how it even took place, the amount of cash – He is he is given this this deal that Goldman Sachs doesn't have nobody with, uh, you know, a century plus experience in money management. His little firm that has nothing in it is given this access and is now working for the Chinese communist government. I thought that was outrageous. But then when I saw what he was doing with that money, it was worse.
6: Yeah. So so BHR, Bohai Harvest RST is the name of the firm, is set up, and it's taking money through the Shanghai Free Trade Zone um, and investing in Chinese companies and American companies. And you're exactly right. No other firm in the world has this deal. The first firm that gets this deal in the Shanghai Free Trade Zone is this small Rosemont Seneca Partners, headed by the vice president. Citibank
0: doesn't have anything like this. No, JPMorgan Chase.
6: Exactly. Uh, Goldman Deutsche, Deutsche Bank. Bank. Exactly. Nobody has this deal. And so they start investing. Well, one of their first investments is a company called CGN. That stands for China General Nuclear. And this is uh, registered on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, but it is it is a Chinese government affiliated company. And w- they are an atomic energy company.
0: It was entirely communist. And then they sold it... They sold half of it, I think, off. Isn't that right? That's right. right. And
6: Bohai Harvest, mm-hmm. the firm at which Hunter Biden is on the board of directors, buys a chunk of this company. And then basically within a year, this company, CGN, uh, is uh, charged by the FBI of stealing nuclear secrets in the United States. And there's an engineer there named Alan Ho, who, who pleads guilty and goes to jail, but what they're basically trying to do is get access to an AP1000 nuclear reactor which is a small nuclear reactor that has implications for submarines it's small it's efficient it has this very unique piping system so it it's explicitly a national security threat to us okay um, so well, well, engaged in.
0: hold on let me let me just uh, uh, add to this story what peter just said was china had a wholly owned nuclear power company. They wanted this, this technology for this small nuclear, nuclear reactor for submarines. The company in America that makes that, they, they tried to infiltrate with spies and they tried to get in there, but the FBI was on them. And the FBI found them, tried them, and convicted them. While this was being investigated and in trial, the Chinese then sell part of this company off the Hunter Biden's new company buys into it. And Hunter Biden then does what?
6: well it, to, to be clear they buy into the company before the charges are made so hunter biden's firm owns part of cgn before the um uh, arrests are made and before the trial
0: occurs but as he goes in and tries to uh and goes in just tell the rest of the story because it that timing is clear but yes but go ahead
6: Yeah, and, and so what happens is when you look at the court trial documents, what you see is that Alan Ho, this engineer, was not a lone wolf, that the request to do this spying came from the highest levels of CGN. So you have this, you know, very troubling situation, and, and it's not alone. You have other acquisitions that this company that Hunter Biden's on the board of engages in as well. Uh, they, they go ahead and invest, uh, buy half of a company um, called Henegas, which is based out of Michigan. Uh, and and they, you know, Hunter Biden's firm buys uh, uh, half of it. The other half of it is bought by a Chinese avionics company, which is a large military contractor in China that has stolen all kinds of military technologies from us, including things related to the F-35 fighter, They jointly come in and buy Henegas, this precision tools company in Michigan that that creates um, uh, products that are anti-vibration technologies. And it's a so-called dual-use company because certainly there's anti-vibration technologies they want in the automotive industry and in in the civilian market, but it also has very clear military applications. So these are dual-use technologies. And this transaction has to be approved by the Obama administration, which they do. So now you have the vice president's son involved in a transaction that puts dual-use military-related technologies under the control of the Chinese government. This is the pattern that's emerging with these transactions. They're, they're buying into companies. They're engaging in transactions that are beneficial to the Chinese military-industrial complex.
0: They're buying Hunter Biden... Is buying into these companies that have tried to steal the technology and keep getting caught or blocked and that's where he decides to put his investment in using Chinese money using Chinese money he invests in those companies to be able to uh, have access or to be able to um, smooth, the, smooth the way open with the State Department and the administration so they can do things that they've never legally been able to do. They'd have to spy and get it. Is that correct?
6: Yeah. I mean, if, yeah if you look at, at BHR, which is this investment uh, company, uh, they talk about their portfolio of companies, and, and they are quite open as the sorts of companies they want to invest in, and they are these technology firms in the West. And remember, when all of these decisions are being made by this Chinese firm, where, again, Hunter Biden is on the board of directors, his business partner is on the investment committee. So the, the notion and the suggestion that, oh, they didn't know about these things, first of all, they could have looked at their own company's website and seen them, but the investment decisions are being made by a committee that involves his business partner. And if you think about it from the Chinese perspective, Glenn, um, Knowing that you want to buy this company and it's going to require CFIUS approval, this Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States in Washington, what better way to provide sort of camouflage or to provide, um, uh, uh, you know, put a nice happy bow on it? Um, than to show or to demonstrate that, that you've got the son of the vice president on the board. I mean, that certainly can't be nefarious, right? That's what's so troubling about this, is is this intersection of money-making by the Biden family with national security implications for the United States um, with with a what seems to be a clear knowledge by the Chinese that this is how you grease this uh, to make it look not so bad.
0: If this were, you know, uh, Dick Cheney george bush donald trump's children it would be everywhere um and it would be a right scandal it would be a scandal that would be correct um but the media has no interest in any of these things um let me ask you this peter how does this end does this all get sweep swept under the carpet
6: well, I would say we better hope not. Um, and I've been very clear about this, Glenn, as I know you have. This, this is not ultimately just about Joe Biden. Although, you know, obviously the, 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 the election coming up, people are going to be making choices. It's far bigger than that. The question we have to ask ourselves is, do we want our national leaders engaging in this kind of behavior? No. Because if Yes, exactly. And, and if we, but we, if we allow this to stand... If we allow the media to say, oh, it's not a big deal, everybody does it. Everybody is going to do it because there's one iron rule in Washington that we know, and that is if you give political figures of either political party the opportunity to self-enrich and get away with it, they are going to run towards it in droves. This, and is, why the,
0: do. this is why they're so rich, and this is what causes a corrupt nation. And, it, you know, Democrats should understand, if you let him get away with this— You don't think that Donald Trump and his children will do this? Of course they will. Everyone will do this, and it's wrong no matter who does it. Exactly.
6: That's exactly right. And the implications are clear. The Chinese have written about this. I talk about this in Secret Empires. Glenn, they're quite clear the way that they want to deal with adversarial countries or rival countries is they want to buy off their political class and they've done that in australia they're they're trying to do that in new zealand they're trying to do that in other parts of the asia pacific region uh and they're doing it in the united states and i talk about this in the book it, it involves the bidens i think are the most egregious in this area uh certainly the mcconnell chow family but as I also point out in the, in the book, this is going to be their strategy to deal with Donald Trump's uh, China policy. Trump's policy on trade, on challenging the Chinese claims to the South Pacific Sea, are a, a direct challenge that they have not faced. They didn't face it under yeah, Bush. They did yeah. not face it under Obama. Yep. Their strategy to deal with this is going to be to try to give sweetheart deals to their kids. And they have thus far resisted them, uh, but they need to continue to resist them. And the problem is, if you let the Bidens get away with it, why should they resist them?
0: No, they shouldn't. Why, you know, they shouldn't. The why not? Deal? We've taught them that it's okay. It's totally okay. Um, uh, I'd like to actually go over, have you on maybe next week, and go over... Over, uh mcconnell because i think uh this plays a role on why people in the senate are quiet about you know joe biden they don't want to bring it up i mean i've talked to several senators just this week and they're like we're not we don't there's no appetite to talk about joe biden well why is that does it have anything to do with the republicans doing similar things of course it does and i'd love to have you back next week for that peter
6: Yes, yeah, so I was glad to be on with you, Glenn.
0: Thanks great. for Thank having you. me. Thank you. Peter Schweitzer, he is um, uh, the author of Clinton Cash and Secret Empires. He is a great, great investigative journalist. Uh, you want to uh, pick those up. All right. X Chair. You're sitting in an X Chair, uh, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever just sat in one, I know the Texas State Fair is going on. Is this the last weekend of the Texas State Fair? Um, and it's going to be a beautiful weekend here. Uh, but uh, the uh, ex-chair is there at the Texas State Fair, and, and I know because I called them. I said, what is the response from people? And they said, the first thing that everybody says is when they sit in it, oh, my gosh, I, I, I'm not leaving this chair. It is such a comfortable chair, just without any of the adjustments, but it has 10 separate adjustments. It has a dynamic variable lumbar support. This is the next generation of chairs. If you need an office chair for home or for your office, please just call eight four 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 x chair and have one sent to you. Now, they have one for all budgets and all sizes. Uh, you can get $100 off right now. They're on sale at xchairbeck.com. Pick one out. Have it sent to you. It's a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back. I will tell you, nobody sends these chairs back because they are as great as we say they are. It's X Chair one eight four four X Chair one eight four four X Chair or X Chair That's X Chair com. Don't forget, use promo code Beck.
3: This is the Glenn Beck program.
0: got yeah, a couple of things I want you to check out. Uh, first, the uh, Kanye-Trump-Chapel story uh, is uh, up at glenbeck.com. Uh, we have a, a staff writer on the staff at Glenbeck that uh, His name is Kevin Ryder, uh, Kevin Ryan, and he's a great writer. Um, and he is attending uh, these rallies and talking about the different things that are happening in politics. And he has just such a different angle. They're very, very popular at glenbeck.com. His latest is really good. Uh, Kanye Trump and uh, Chappelle. Uh, check that out. Uh, also, don't forget, on Monday, we have one of the eyewitnesses from the Ukrainian embassy who can vouch for the democratic corruption in Ukraine. We'll be doing an interview with him, and that is on Blaze TV Friday. Uh, Sorry, Blaze TV Monday. Join us now. Become a subscriber and help spread the word.